good people <laughs> what's going on obviously you can tell that i am a little excited uh and truth be told it's kind of funny with me being excited especially what the topic is you see the topic the topic is how to deal with spiritual and emotional exhaustion but that's more so of a question than it is me having the answer so what we're going to do on this episode is we're going to talk things out. Truth be told, I can't wait until I get that Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 or however, to where I can go live every Thursday and have people join in on the conversation and on the topic and be able to set that up to where that goes out on my podcast as well. Like It'll be live on YouTube, but you'll be able to hear the audio on podcasts no matter where they're from that's the goal that's the plan for this but you know i can't wait till we get to that point obviously i have to move a few things around but we're gonna get there one day i know we are but anyway i can only tell you my truth <laughs> you know uh and i can only re- relate it to god's truth you know so the reason why I decided to name this podcast How to Deal with Spiritual and Emotional Exhaustion is because that's exactly what I'm dealing with. That's the exact situation I'm in now to where I'm spiritually exhausted and I'm emotionally exhausted. And I think uh, talking about these two topics, I'd rather talk about the latter first. I'd rather talk about being emotionally exhausted and then talk about spiritually being spiritually exhausted because uh the type of spiritual exhaustion i have i think a lot of people can relate to and i want to kind of say the best for last because the emotional exhaustion is serious but then the spiritual exhaustion on top of all of that kind of makes it even worse you know so i guess the first question that you need to ask yourself is how can you tell when you're most when you are emotionally exhausted and to me the answer answer is simple it's when you start hearing that little voice in your head constantly tell you i don't give a flipping egg (laughs) you know um the more you hear that voice tell you i don't give a flip is the more that you're trying to convince yourself that you don't care and eventually you'll get to the point to where you really don't care. The problem with that is that the reason why you're convincing yourself that you don't care is because it bothers you so much that you no longer want to feel the pain that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? And it's a difficult situation to be in when you have something on your mind that you can't shake. And like a lot of people, like myself, instead of facing the issue head on and dealing with it, even if you can't deal with the situation with the person that you need to deal with it with, you'd rather sit up here and say, I don't give a... Personally, to me, that's the beginning of emotional exhaustion. So how do you deal with getting to the point to where you're just emotionally drained uh to where you're looking at you're starting to look at everything in a more negative uh aspect than you normally would and 
your trust in people is getting absolutely ridiculous. You start lashing out at people and you don't, uh, you push people away. You know what I'm saying? You just like want to get everybody away from you, get everybody from around you. <coughs> Excuse me. And you just kind of have this mentality of F everything. You know what I'm saying? That's the beginning of emotional exhaustion to me. So how do you deal with that? <laughs> like I said, we're processing this as we go, as we talk and as we conversate. One way, the only way I believe that you deal with it is to stop checking yourself. Stop telling yourself that you don't care about what happened. Stop telling yourself that you don't care about how it happened. And admit that it bothers you. Admit that it concerns you. Admit that it's tearing you apart. You know, I was, uh, here's this example. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually relevant, but it sounded relevant in my head. So I'm going to say it. <laughs> then we're going to see if I can make it all make sense. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, who has problems with men and has always had problems with men. Actually, I have a few female friends like that who always seem to have a problem with men. And she was telling me about her latest situation. And in the process of her telling me about her latest situation, I had to sit up here and tell her, like, look, you need to figure out where you really stand in this situation. Like, the more you sit up here and try to beat around the bush and that, like, you're not invested in this guy, the more this guy will continue to rule your life. Normally, uh, in a situation that she's in, I tell somebody, you need to run, you need to hide, you need to get away, you need to not ever speak to that person again. But I told her, I said, maybe y'all do need to spend more time together. <coughs> Maybe y'all do need to spend, a, spend, like, maybe you do need to, like, actually just do something you don't really want to do for the sake of seeing where you and this other person stands. Stop acting like you don't want it to happen when you really do. But go ahead and take the time to see where this will really go. Like I said, normally I'll push people away because that's the right thing to say, right? But as I was thinking about it and listening to what she was saying to me, I realized and it dawned on me that literally the only way for you to get rid of a problem is to face it head on. So when she asked me, why would I say that? Because that wasn't the response she expected from me. I told her, I said, if nothing else comes from this, at least you'll know you did absolutely everything you could to make it work. And it's the other person. You see, a lot of times. When we get emotionally drained, it's not the job. It's not our family. When we get emotionally drained, it's somebody that we are intimate with on a mental, emotional, and physical level. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody that we wish we were intimate with on a mental, emotional, and physical level. You know what I'm saying? We get emotionally drained by our families, yes. We get emotionally drained by our jobs, yes, but... That doesn't bother us. You know, I don't even want to call it emotionally drained. I just say we get frustrated emotionally with our families and with our jobs. But when it comes to somebody that you are with or that you want to be with, 
that's where you, it actually starts draining every bit of life out of you. So when she asked me why, when that wasn't the answer she was expecting, again, I said, at least if it doesn't work this time, you know you do everything you can so you can move on. You know what I'm saying? And I told her that going off of some of my own situations that I've dealt with in the past to where I realized that the more you run from your problem, the more you carry your problem with you. Now, I am a man of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a man of God. You should know where I stand with that. If not, we'll get to that on a later date. But I need you to hear me out when I talk about one of my favorite stories in the Bible when we talk about the lame man by the pool. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about this guy who was paralyzed by the pool. The question popped up in my mind, like, why did he choose to be by the pool? Why did he choose to be in a place of decadence, to be in a place to where he can watch people have uh, the time of their lives, even for a short period of time, and enjoy everything when he was uh, stuck on his bed, couldn't enjoy the water, couldn't enjoy the festivities, couldn't get up and walk around. But he decided to stay where they were, and I'm pretty sure back in those days that they bathed in the pool, and they were obviously naked. So I'm pretty sure there was some excitement there, but he was paralyzed. So other than the mental excitement, what did he really get from being by the pool? There was nothing that benefited him from being by the pool other than seeing other people enjoy their lives. Now, the funny thing about this, and a part of the story that I love, is that we hear Jesus... We hear people talk about how much Jesus tells him in the Bible, take up your bed and walk. And he was finally able to walk and move on. Right. But it's a reason why Jesus told him to take his bed with him. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. The reason why Jesus told him to take his bed with him is because Jesus knew that eventually he would get tired of carrying that weight of the bed. And he would drop that weight of the bed and be a lot lighter in his spirit as well as his flesh and be able to move forward, walk faster, feel freer. Do you get where I'm going with this? And I sound like a preacher even though I don't want to. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I really don't want to sound like a preacher. I don't. I don't. But point being is that when you carry weight with you, if you try to act like that weight is not there, you're going to keep it with you longer than you expect and longer than it should be there. But if you acknowledge the weight, if you acknowledge how much it's slowing you down, if you acknowledge how much it's bothering you, if you acknowledge how much it's becoming a burden more than a blessing, you'll drop it a lot faster than you would if you acted all big, bad, tough, super strong and said, nah, I got this, I can keep going, this ain't bothering me. Or you do what we all do in a lot of situations, which which is we lie to ourselves about the situation. <clears throat> we lie to ourselves about the fact that we're carrying this weight with us. You know, <laughs> Honestly, I, I really truly like how that came out. I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this. Forgive me if I sound uh, conceited, but you know, sometimes you just feel something different speaking through you. And I truly prayed over this episode like I've always wanted to do. And I can just tell God is moving. So that's why I'm going to go back and listen to this because I think some of the same things that are coming out of my mouth now, I need to hear myself. <clears throat> sometimes, excuse me. Sometimes God will speak to you through you. One more time. Sometimes God will speak to you through you.
you know. That being said, again, I only see one way of dealing with being emotionally exhausted is you got to get down to the root of the problem. Honestly, I look at a lot of things as you have to get down to the root of the problem uh, instead of acting like it doesn't exist, or acting like it's not there. Then again, <clears throat> the second thing, second part to that before I jump on being spiritually exhausted is what do you do when you can't get the closure that you need with the person that you desperately need it with? And I'm not a person who likes to throw desperate around a lot, <clears throat> but you can't get the closure that you need with a person that you desperately need a closure with. What do you do then? You know, that's when you uh, lean on a higher power. You know, I'm not dumb or ignorant. Me saying this doesn't limit or alter or even question my faith. I know where I stand. I know what I believe in. <clears throat> but I'm also open enough to acknowledge that other people don't believe in the same God that I believe in, that other people don't believe in Jesus like I believe in Jesus. So when I say result to a higher power, I'm letting you know my higher power is Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, you know what I'm saying, Jehovah Jireh. My higher power is what the Muslims call Allah, which is the exact same individual or the exact same deity. My higher power is God. My higher power is Jesus Christ, which is God in flesh. That's my higher power. <clears throat> but if it's not your higher power, I completely understand. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to knock or judge you for that. <clears throat> Sorry, like my allergies getting to me. But that's the time the way you want to result in a higher power. That's the time where you want to lean on a higher power. You know, believe it or not, prayer and meditation actually works. A lot of people don't think it works. And that's because a lot of people don't look at prayer and meditation for what it really is. You know what I'm saying? Prayer and meditation is rarely used for something to happen on the outside. You have to understand that we, being spiritual beings have the opportunity to manifest our own paradise on earth. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. But what I am saying is that God gave us the ability to manifest our perfect life that we want on earth ourselves. So if God gave us the ability to call those things forth that we want, and if God gave us the ability to, I, I wish I had these scriptures on the top of my head, uh, claim it, believe it, and receive it. That's one, that's one, claim it, believe it, and receive it. For whatever a man thinketh, so is he. You know what I'm saying? That's another. There's certain scriptures in the Bible that are universal, that has absolutely nothing to do with you being saved or you being or you not being saved. But there's certain scriptures in the Bible that are universal that literally tells you 
that whatever you really truly believe you deserve in life, that's what you can get. That's what you will receive. So if you don't have the type of lifestyle that you want, if I don't have the type of lifestyle that I want, then you need to check your spirit. I need to check my spirit because that's where the problem rests at. God wants you to live in abundance. God wants you to have everything you want in life. But God also wants you to do it diligently while doing his will, while living your life out for him. Because you got to understand one thing about serving God. And I said I wasn't going to go like this, but I got to go with what I'm feeling. You got to understand one thing about serving God. You got to understand one thing about just believing in God is that even though you can get everything you want out of life, everything that happens in your life will not absolutely serve you a purpose. There are some things that you are going to go through that have absolutely nothing to do with you, but it has to do with the people that God is trying to reach out to. You don't even understand that God will put you in the middle of darkness just so you can be a light to everybody else. You don't understand. Understand that God will put you in the middle of pain just so you can be that pleasure that other people are seeking. You do not understand that God will put you in the middle of sorrow, tears, and every other bad feeling that you feel like you go through just so you can pull somebody else out with you. <laughs> oh man, I got lost on that one. Um, <laughs> but just, just like, make sure you seek a higher power. Make sure that you, uh, you pray and you meditate because it actually does work. But you have to look for prayer and meditation to work on the inside of you and not to work on the outside. The reason why you're not seeing the manifestations on the outside is because you're not manifesting them. There are a lot of people in the church who won't believe this because they lean on God too much. And to a certain extent, I got like this too. But if God tells me in the Bible that I'm a little God, then what am I asking God for material things for when I have dominion over the earth? God gave me dominion over my atmosphere. God gave me dominion over all of my situations. So why am I going on a God asking him for material things when God literally told me that I can manifest these things on my own as long as my faith is straight. But prayer works. Meditation works. You just have to stop looking at it to bless you on the outside and look at prayer and meditation as different forms of clarity for what you're going through and what you are about to face and what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Don't pray and meditate for material things. When you pray and when you meditate, make sure you're praying and you're meditating for wisdom, for knowledge, for understanding, for discernment. And I guarantee you, you start praying like that, you'll be surprised at how fast God answers you. Sometimes God will answer you before you finish praying and you'll be like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, God, I didn't even finish my sentence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, when it comes to emotional exhaustion, get down to the problem, uh, dig deep, face it head on, get down to the root of it. And two is pray and meditate. If you can't get the answers that you need by digging deep, then go to God. Go to whatever spiritual deity you believe in and seek out the answers. You know what I'm saying? And and you'll find them. You'll find that peace and you'll find that clarity. You know, granted, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to walk skies free and walk around like nothing's ever happened because it's still going to sit on you. You're going to always remember that and that's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an experience for you to learn from. But if you can't dig deep enough and get to the root of the problem, lean on a higher power. 
know what I'm saying? Lean on your spiritual deity and let that spiritual deity help you through prayer and through meditation. Again, understand how to pray and understand how to meditate, you know, understand what to pray for and understand what to meditate for. Uh, but after that, we're going to go ahead and get to the nitty gritty. Honestly, I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be. I know I like them being around 30 minutes, but truth be told, I really am feeling something different with this conversation, and I hope you are too. You know, uh, we're going to get to being spiritually exhausted, and that's another place I feel like I am. Before we get into anything else, like I said, uh, trying to walk with God and even believing in God means that everything that you go through uh, has nothing to do about you. Uh, but I think especially when you uh, get saved and when you get baptized, you basically tell God, use me for whatever purpose you need, not use me for whatever purpose I need. And we tend to forget that as we go along our journey. So, yeah, you can manifest the life that you want. But it doesn't mean that everything that you go through is going to benefit you because some of the things that you go through, again, have absolutely nothing to do with you. And that's even on a spiritual level. <clears throat> but let me tell you about my spiritual exhaustion and why I feel like I'm spiritually exhausted. The reason why I feel like I'm spiritually exhausted is because of me telling God uh, one thing. It was me telling God, Lord, I'm with you. And I can make this work, just don't get my hopes up. When I said that to God, it sounded like the right thing to say, and it was truly how I felt, not just at an emotional state, uh, but literally spiritually. Like, I think the spiritual exhaustion comes in when you keep standing on faith, and it's like you're jumping from one lily pad of faith to another doing everything you can not to sink and drown. You know what I'm saying? But when I said that, I realized I meant it on a deeper level. Like, I'm tired of getting so many signs of blessings about to come my way, and then the door never opens, or I get to peek inside of the door, and then the door gets shut in my face. You know, I'm... Tired of believing that life is eventually going to get better for me and that I won't be walking around half depressed all the time, feeling like there's always going to be more problems than blessings that comes with anything good that happens for me. Uh, like, just, just, just please stop getting my hopes up. Just, I can be okay. You know, I can be okay. If you quit telling me it's going to get better, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is a terrible place to be in, but you cope. You do everything you can to keep moving. You do everything you can to keep going. And if you really, truly believe in God, you do everything you can to keep believing in God. So what do you do in a situation when the only way you can believe in God is to lose faith? The only way you can keep believing in God is to lose faith. What do you do in that situation? How do you handle that? How can you overcome being spiritually exhausted when deep in your heart you're spiritually exhausted because of how you are trying to follow the ultimate spirit? What do you do then? 
And I have to sit up here and honestly tell you, I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. It's a, a terrible place to be in. To wake up every single day and say, today is a day that I conquer this. And then an hour later, all of those same thoughts and everything that drags you down, keep you down. It's a bad place to be in and wake up every single day and say, this is the day that everything changes. This is the day that I stand stronger. This is the day that I fight more. And the slightest little bit of turbulence that comes your way, as you say, I just don't have it in me. It's not that you can't fight. It's just that you don't have it in you because you fought so much. You stood so strong. You did everything you can to prevent yourself from falling. That you don't have it in you anymore to keep standing. But the one thing you know above anything else, the only thing you know is that you still believe in God. You still believe in miracles. You still believe in blessings happening. But you're not that sure that it can happen for you. What do you really do in a situation like that? Again, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. But the one thing I do know is that I'm going to keep waking up every day saying this is a day that I overcome. The one thing that I do know is I'm going to keep waking up every day saying this is a day that things get better. The one thing I do know is I'm going to keep waking up every single day fighting for the life that I deserve, even if I never get there. I don't care if I get torn down 10 minutes from the day I wake from the time I wake up and say this is going to be the day that things change. I don't care if it happens the very second after I say something. The one thing I know inside of me is that every single time I wake up, every single time I open my eyes, every single time I see, smell, or even think about a new day, I'm going to say it's going to get better. Because I realize one thing in the midst of it, that the only thing that makes me look like a quitter, and the only thing that makes you look like a quitter, is the fact that, <laughs> let me put it like this, let me, let me, let me slow down a little bit. Uh, the only thing that makes you look like a quitter uh, the only thing that makes you feel like a failure to yourself is the fact that you haven't seen anything flourish yet. That's what makes you feel like a failure. That's what makes you feel like a quitter. You know what I'm saying? But you have to look at it from a different aspect. You have to look at the fact that every time you've been slapped in the face, you turn the other cheek. Even if you turn in the cheek back to the initial cheek that you got slapped in, you have to realize that every time you get knocked down, you may sit down there for a little bit, but you bounce right back up saying, let's go again. You got to realize that you got so much fight in you. 
And forgive me for saying it like this, but it's the truth. The one thing I told God recently, I said, I ain't holding back from this world no more. They're going to get Conquer Jones and they're going to get every ounce of Conquer Jones, whether they like it or not. So you got to realize that you have so much fight inside of you. You got to realize that you have so much ambition inside of you. You got to realize that you have so much faith inside of you that no matter what happens, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep pushing, regardless of if you get there or not. Sometimes it has absolutely nothing to do with you getting there. But will you give up? You know good and well you ain't going to give up. I know good and well you ain't going to give up because I'm not giving up. It don't matter how long you've been going through the situation. It's a reason why it's called hope. And it's a reason why it's called faith. But it's deeper than that. So what do you do when you are faced with this with spiritual exhaustion? You realize the fact that you still have fight inside of you. You realize that you still have ambition, hope, and faith inside of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't even recognize that you're spiritually exhausted. You would have already given up. But you haven't. Because you know there's something better out there. Nobody has to show it to you. You don't even see it yourself. But you know there's something better for you out there. And that's what you're fighting for. I keep shaking my microphone like crazy. <laughs> I, I guess it's good that I saw how bad my microphone was shaking because I probably need to calm down a little bit. But anyway, like when you when you are dealing with spiritual exhaustion, you know what's going on. You know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? But it's a choice that you have to make on not to give up. It don't matter how many times you fall. You got to look at it like weighing yourself out on the scale. It don't matter how many times you fall. It don't matter how, how many times you fail. It don't matter how many times things don't work out for you. But if I fall 99 times, I'm going to get up that 100th time and let the scales tip in my favor. You understand? <laughs> I really don't know what else to say after that. So I think we're going to go on ahead and we're going to go ahead and shut it down. But, you know, I really thank y'all for tuning in. I can't wait to see how things go, where things go from here. Look, man, if you listen to this on any other app, download the Podbean app. It's free. You know what I'm saying? And on top of all of that, you can comment, give me suggestions, and I'll get those comments and suggestions right away. On all the other apps, I'm not sure what's going on, even this, though it's on every major app out there that does podcasts. But download the Podbean app. Uh, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, exactly like it sounds. Download the Podbean app. Uh, it's free, man. You can uh, listen to other people who do a lot of podcasts uh, just like I do. But pretty much, I'll put it to you like this. Every podcast you listen to on Google, on Apple, on iHeart, uh, they all have some affiliation with the Podbean app. So make sure you download that app because that's pretty much the source of every other uh, podcast station. And it, and it like really pushes everything out there to every other podcast station. So download that app and comment. Please share. Please subscribe. I really want to grow this channel. Eventually, I'm going to start doing these sessions live on YouTube, and it's going to be a beautiful thing when I am doing that. So I just, man, I, I, I want you to really, I just want to really thank you for even tuning in and listening. I love you. I hope you love me back. If not, that's fine. I got enough love in my life anyway, <laughs> you know, and I'm always praying for you, even if you ain't praying for me. But it's your boy, Conquer Jones. 
coming at you with another episode of the comfort zone i really hope you enjoyed it because i really felt something different on this one remember my five favorite things and it's a reason why i say these so i want you to really take it to heart when i say these five things when i say stay focused stay faithful stay true to yourself treat other people how you want to be treated and give god the respect that God deserves, because if it's a lot of us, including me, that we don't even realize how majestically and how uh, serious God is uh, doing things in our favor that we just don't see. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Conquer Jones. I'll see you next week. Peace.